Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the VD Game Beat. My name is Rob, and we are here yet again on the second week of 2021. And this week is a very, very packed week. It, it's it's blown me away by how much stuff is actually that happened this week. That this is the first time I think we've had up to 11 stories on this show. So I'm very excited to jump in and get right into the news because. Look, it's gonna be a long one and I'm gonna try to pile this in together as much as possible. That way it's not too long for you guys. But before we get into the show, I wanna do some house cleaning for y'all real quick. The XP podcast, if you did not notice, if you were looking forward to it, it was supposed to release on the 13th. Well, obviously that didn't happen. Um, there were some problems going on with some files and corruption. And so we were trying to figure that out. And thank God I found a solution. We're gonna be using Riverside.fm to be that being our way of recording the podcast and we did a test run the other day it came out perfectly so i'm actually extremely excited i can't wait so the first episode will now be january 27th so if you do not follow the xp podcast on whatever podcast service that you use go ahead and follow it it's already up there there's like a small 20 second trailer that i put up but other than that go follow it and stay tuned here on the channel subscribe to the channel and hit the bell so that way you're notified when the xp podcast comes out on the 27th but without further ado guys the x the xp this is not the xp podcast the video game beat is your weekly video game news show that we cover that week's big gaming news if you have any questions comments concerns corrections leave them down in the comments down below and you can hit me up on twitter at ambitious casual and let's talk that's it i got i have nothing else to say that's the intro to the show. Let's jump right into it, guys. We have, like I said, a stacked, stacked show for us today. Starting with story number one, and a lot of these stories pile up within each other, but they're broken up a bit. So starting with story number one, Star Wars games to be rebranded under Lucasfilm Games banner. This comes from IGN's Joe Scrabbles. He writes, Star Wars games will now be brought together under a single banner, Lucasfilm Games. Announced today on StarWars.com, the company revealed that Lucasfilm Games is now the official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm, a name that encompasses the company's rich catalog of video games and its eye towards the future. Now, something big that we are seeing here with a lot of companies is that we're seeing a lot of them making this effort to bring all of their products under an umbrella. It's almost like what we saw with PlayStation Studios and how they kind of rebranded it all to now it's PlayStation Studios with the the cool intro that all their uh, games are gonna have that are first party to PlayStation and things like that. So this is a move that one, seeing this happen, I'm like, okay, cool, this is understanding. There's not much going on here. It's just kind of like a rebranding, bringing everything under an umbrella for the sake of just keeping everything together in one place. It makes things easier, I'm sure. But this news, for Star Wars is not the only news because this it starts the ball gets to start rolling here. Okay, we're in story number two. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order now runs at 60 frames per second on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. This comes from Kotaku's Ethan Gok. Jedi Fallen Order's new optimized version runs at a crisp 60 frames per second on all three next-gen consoles, but at resolutions that vary quite a bit. Here's a full rundown from EA's website. And then he put a graph together showing off what it looks like on each of the consoles, which is great. So I'm gonna break it down for you right now. Now, Xbox Series X, I'm guessing that, oh, my bad, let me correct myself. Xbox Series S, frame rate has been increased to 60 frames per second, up from 45 frames per second. Now, Xbox Series X normal mode 
will be post-processing has been increased to 4K, dynamic resolution in the range of 1512p to 2160p. And then the Xbox Series X performance mode, frame rate has been increased to 60 frames per second, dynamic resolution added in the range of 1080p to 1440p. Now, if I'm not mistaken, what this is saying is that regarding the Xbox Series X normal mode, you are not getting a true 4K experience, if I'm not mistaken. Post-processing means that it is going to be outputted in a way where the console will push it to a 4K resolution, but it is not a native 4K resolution from the game itself. If I am wrong on that, please correct me in the comments down below. And then lastly, PlayStation 5 frame rate has been, has been increased to 60 frames per second, up from 45 frames per second. Post-processing increased to 1440p. Now, dynamic resolution has been disabled and the game is rendering at 1200p, up from 810 to 1080p. Most notably, neither of the two more powerful consoles are running Jedi Fallen Order at 4K and 60fps. So it's not going to be doing both of those at the same time. We saw this when it came to Miles Morales, where we had the performance mode and we had the RT mode, which is ray tracing. Performance obviously putting more of an emphasis on frame rate. RT, putting more of a f uh, emphasis on fidelity. And then later, we got to see an update that actually combined both of them together by sacrificing some things environmentally um, and then obviously working some things in the back end. But they achieved that finally at the end. With this, what it looks like is that with Jedi Fallen Order, you're still going to have to make a choice between either the frame rate or the fidelity. And that's going to be 100% up to you. This is exciting. I was actually planning on playing Jedi Fallen Order this year especially the fact that it's on Xbox Game Pass. And so with this update, it gives me even more of an incentive to want to jump on and actually play it for the first time, especially the fact that it's on Game Pass. Might as well just get that update and dig into it right away. So look forward on that on the Twitch streams, twitch.tv forward slash ambitious casual. I'll be playing some Jedi Fallen Order very soon. Story number three. This is a big one. I think out of all this Star Wars, the past two news, this is the one that's big and this really leads to such a big big conversation that needs to be had ea's hold over star wars games ends with ubisoft's open world announcement this comes from ars technica kyle orlan real quick i want to set the stage ea is not exclusive with star wars anymore this is not a thing anymore they have no more control of star wars it is now open for other people to make it with whomever star wars lucasfilm games wants to license that out to this is this is big stuff. This is big stuff. And this comes with this. Ubisoft will be publishing an open world Star Wars game developed by the division studio Massive Entertainment. The company's announced in a wired story this morning. Details are sparse as even the specific characters and setting have yet to be revealed. But Wired's reporting suggests that games will be an open world title aiming for a longer playtime than a more linear story driven game like 2019's Jedi Fallen Order. The Division 2 and the crew director Julian Girardi will serve as creative director on the game which will use Massive snowdrop engine there's a couple things here that are big key points here one it wasn't put into a statement by ea or star wars or anything that ea does not have exclusivity over star wars anymore that was not a thing they just published the story they put a story came out through the wire that ubisoft is making an open world star wars game which led everyone to believe Okay, what's going on now? I thought EA was the only ones who had the ability to make Star Wars games, which obviously doesn't seem like that anymore. Their license, um, not license, their exclusivity deal 
ends on 2023. So what this leads me to believe is that either at the back end, behind closed doors, Star Wars Lucasfilm Games is already meeting with new developers to start developing games now so that way they're ready for to be released by the time this exclusivity deal is over, which obviously leads us all to believe the exclusivity deal with EA is done. No more. They're not doing it anymore. They totally dropped the ball. We can see by the time of what they've made so far with this deal, they've had it for 10 years or almost 10 years now. And they haven't made anything or anything of much consequence other than Jedi Fallen Order. And it seems as though Jedi Fallen Order was literally only good because it was on the backs of Respawn Entertainment who carried that over the finish line to actually give some sort of good news about a good Star Wars game within this exclusivity deal. And it's all full props to Respawn. But it was we all can't forget what happened with Star Wars Battlefront. Like... It was a it was a mess. It was what we saw in the EA th- scene and looking at what they had and be like, we got this exclusivity. We're gonna milk the most out of this as much as possible. So let's make a new Star Wars game. Just load it up on microtransactions and then hey, we're gonna just lay back and see what happens. But no, what this now causes any developer to do now is with it being open, it allows there for there to be more com- like competitiveness between studios. We were supposed to get that. Um, 1616 game we were supposed to get the uh, uh the amy henning video game on star wars but none of those happened they were all canceled and so many other projects were canceled it, this is only for the best and i'm really happy the fact that we are starting to see what looks like to be like ubisoft now jumping in to make an open world star wars game that is dope especially the fact that it's by the division studio which is interesting because of this they're utilizing the snowdrop engine the snowdrop engine is what is used for um battlefield and all those kinds of games they are not it's not like an open world engine that we see that is being used for assassin's creed it's not used for that so the fact that they're using the snowdrop engine for this kind of game means that we might be seeing a different kind of game than we might think we're getting if anything we might be getting a star wars open world game that's more like the vein of far cry than it is like assassin's creed and i'm actually not against that that would be such a great move and such a like that's the game everyone wanted jedi fallen order like i haven't i haven't played it yet but uh, on everything that i've heard i've i've heard, listened to hours and hours and hours of discussions about the game it's it is that game that thanks to respawn entertainment it ea wouldn't look horrible with what they had like they must like if it wasn't for jedi fallen order they dropped the ball on everything regarding star wars but they Brought it back, which I fall in order. We've heard some good things about squadrons, but other than that, not much. Now, with 2023 being the last year in regards to the exclusivity to EA having Star Wars, what does that mean for everything else? Well, this jumps into there. So Ars Technica got an update. An EA representative said to us in a statement provided to Ars Technica, and they said, We are proud of our long-standing collaboration with Lucasfilm Games, which will continue for years to come. Our talented teams have created some of the most successful games in the history of the Star Wars franchise, including Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and Star Wars Squadrons. We love Star Wars and we look forward to creating more exciting experiences for players to enjoy. Obviously, what they're trying to say is that they look forward to making more games with them. It's almost like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. They do not want... They're not going to come out and say, hey, everything's done. They, they want to make it a point. We're still going to work with them. But only one person is going to work with them. 
Respawn Entertainment. We know for a fact that with how well Jedi Fallen Order did, we're going to get a Jedi Fallen Order 2. It, it's in the works. It's getting done. I, I'll bet money on that. It's happening. But other than that, I don't know what else EA has control over. Is there a possibility that we get a Battlefront 3? I'm not sure. Especially the fact that before 2023, that will mean that both Respawn Entertainment and the other studio that makes Battlefront 2 are both working at the same time to get these games out of the way before the end of the deal. So that's up in the air. You guys let me know in the comments down below. Does that seem likely that EA is going to make a Battlefront 3? Or does it seem likely that it's going to make a Jedi Fallen Order 2? I think the latter is the one that makes more sense. But you let me know. Comments down below. Going into story number four, Bethesda Land's Indiana Jones license. This comes from gamesindustry.biz Brandon Sinclair. He's, he writes, Bethesda Softworks today announced that it is making a new Indiana Jones game in collaboration with Lucasfilm. In a post on Twitter, the soon-to-be Microsoft subsidiary announced that this game will feature an original story and will be de developed at its machine game studio with Todd Howard serving as executive producer. These are some big... This is Lucasfilm Games is like the moment they announce a new banner, just rolling with it, rolling with it. When news, 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 news regarding everything Lucasfilm, we're seeing that we're going to get a new Indiana Jones game by Bethesda. Now, there's a it makes a good point here that soon to me, soon to be Microsoft subsidiary, it, they're still in the process of being owned by Microsoft. It's not 100% done yet, but they're still in the process of doing that. So what this leads us to believe is this is indiana jones the video game gonna be an xbox exclusive it leads us to believe in so many other directions of that indiana jones was the inspiration for tomb raider uncharted was the inspiration for from am i saying this right indiana jones inspired tomb raider tomb raider inspired uncharted uncharted inspired the remastered tomb raider and now we're gonna get indiana jones and what we notice is that Xbox kind of doesn't have an Uncharted. Like, you can say they had the exclusivity of um, Tomb Raider, but that didn't really do all that well for them, and it was a timed exclusive. With the fact that Bethesda is still in the process of becoming a subsidiary of Microsoft, and once the deal is 100% through and they're owned by Microsoft, what does this mean? Is Indiana Jones have the ability to be an exclusive first-party game to the Xbox platform? That would be crazy on a lot of fronts, especially the fact that one, Bethesda has made it, made a point multiple times to let people know that their games are still coming to a lot of platforms. Not everything's going to be exclusive. It's going to be from a game to game basis. Now we know that Starfield is going to be is not going to be exclusive. There's no way it's going to be exclusive. We know that Elder Scrolls V is not going to be exclusive. There's no way. The all these talks about these games were made way before the deal was made to buy Bethesda. So these obviously need to be delivered first, but when it comes to an Indiana Jones game by Machine Games, who is known for the Wolfenstein games, it, it, it I can't only believe that they're going to make an amazing game, especially the fact that it's Machine Games. They've done such a great job with Wolfenstein and everything regarding that IP and the games that they've made have obviously made an impact to a point that give them this license, this is interesting. This is very interesting. And it's kind of weird because... Looking at this, it, it makes you stop and think that we're in a weird place right now where so many games are starting to are be licensed from existing IP. 
Like, this used to be a thing back in the early 2000s, but it seems like that's coming back a lot more. Coming with Spider-Man, which Spider-Man has always been a thing for a while, but Spider-Man, we got more Star Wars games coming right now. Indiana Jones games coming out right now. Like, it seems like we're getting back into the realm of licensed games, and that's not a bad thing, but hopefully it doesn't overwhelm the market and it just be too much. So, keep an eye on that, guys. Let me know what you think in regards to machine games landing indiana jones game do you think it's gonna be an action game i don't see what else it can be so i'm excited story number five capcom's pragmata delayed to 2023 this comes from your gamers tom phillips he writes last night brought a new playstation 5 trailer broadcast during the consumer electronics show and it was and with it some changes to the release dates of various upcoming ps5 games hidden in the trailer's small print is word that capcom's odd-looking astronaut and small girl starring pragmata will now arrive in 2023 it was previously stated or was previously slated for launch in 2022 there's also slightly more definitive march 2021 launch windows for the intriguing kenna bridges spirits instead of simply spring and square enix's mysterious project athia in development at luminous productions has been given a january 2022 release date it is a ps5 console exclusive for two years so don't expect that on xbox series x or s until january 2024 now when this was released it was on the like it read at the beginning it was a trailer and at the very very end it showed in fine print at the very bottom all these release windows dates and all that what's weird is that when we did not get any definitive answers on ratchet and clank rift apart or horizon zero dawn forbidden west and we didn't see anything regarding god of war so keep that in mind it's kind of weird that one we don't know what's going on with ratchet and clank yet when when is it coming out we still don't know what's going on with horizon zero dawn and i know for a fact god of war is not coming out this year i know that they said last year it's coming out in the end of 2021 not happening not happening at all but what's interesting about the story is this there was an update in regards to when sony uploaded the video an official video onto their youtube channel they changed that last screen and took off a lot of the dates that I'm talking about right now, especially Pragmata and Project Athia, and those are no longer at the end. So whether these this is real or not, it's interesting to think about because I don't know if Sony accidentally leaked it. Do we know if Sony was just like placeholder, just put that there. I think we've heard this, just put that date. I don't know. So take that with a grain of salt. We don't even know when Pragmata is coming out anymore. We don't even know when Project Athia is coming out anymore. So all that was changed. Everything else kind of stayed the same. So keep an eye on out for that. All right, story number six, a new look at Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury coming to Switch. This comes from Polygon's Michael McWhorter. When Super Mario 3D World makes the leap from, from Wii U to Nintendo Switch in February, it will add more than just the Bowser's Fury bonus adventure. The Switch port of Smart of Super Mario 3D World will also feature some welcome new additions, including online competitive play, a photo mode, and faster movement for Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad. Nintendo also dives into details of Bowser's Fury, revealing that a second player can assume the role of Bowser Jr. for two-player cooperative action. We also get some story insight into why Bowser is so dang angry and large, and meet the Gigabell that causes Cat Mario to go Super Saiyan in Bowser's Fury. It is the most weird game ever, but I have to say, the artwork for this, that was the promotion art, with humongous Bowser in the distance when it is storming and the lightning is coming down and he's glowing with red, like, 
the dopest piece of art I've ever seen. Like, I want that as my screensavers. It was so cool looking. And in the forefront, we get Mario and Bowser Jr. just looking at him like, we're going to die. But what's interesting about this is that we're getting a little bit of updates. It's not just a complete port with maybe an extra level. It's the fact that they're actually doing some more iterations to it. They're including online competitive play. They're, <clears throat> they're including online competitive play, or not competitive, cooperative play, a photo mode, and then the faster movement for Mario and Luigi. I've never played this game before, so I'm guessing for them to speed up their movement must have been that they must have felt a little tanky in the first game, in the original, but I don't know. And looking at the trailer, when you see cat mario turn into when they say super saiyan like cat mario turned into a lion mario like it is the weirdest looking thing but i'm all about it so being released february 12th i'm actually stoked i'm ready for this i'm really excited for this game because mario honestly i loved it but i've been kind of waiting for another 3d mario game and this is kind of what will hold me over until we get the respected whether that be odyssey 2 or whatever they have in the works for another mario 3d game so really excited for 3d world Along with the news of Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, we also got a new Mario-themed Nintendo Switch bundle, which will launch in February. This comes again from Polygon Owen S. Good. He, re he writes, A new red and blue Mario-themed Nintendo Switch bundle will be available in stores beginning February 12th, Nintendo announced Tuesday morning. The Mario Red and Blue Edition includes a carrying case and screen protector. In addition to the standard hardware, the unit will retail for $299.99 at launch. Nintendo announced it this morning alongside Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury for the Switch, which is also launches February 12th. The console looks legit. Like, it is the coolest looking console of the Nintendo Switch that I've seen in a while. Like, I, the... New Horizons version looks super cool. But what's different about this is that the body is actually red. It's really different look that I, I we've seen before. And it, it's it's dope. But th this, this news, though it's cool, it makes me sad. Because I personally don't think that they will announce a brand new Mario-themed Switch. And then in a couple of months announce the Nintendo Switch Pro. So this only leads me to believe that we might not get in the Nintendo Switch Pro this year, or maybe the first half of this year. We might be getting an update maybe in July for the fall or for a winter release. But other than that, I don't think we're going to be seeing a Nintendo Switch Pro anytime soon because of this news. So let me know, let me know in the comments down below. Do you think we're going to get Nintendo Switch news anymore because of this Mario themed Switch? Or am I kind of overlooking or looking into it a little too much and trying to find something that's not there? Let me know. Story number eight. The Gref G shatters Twitch record with more than 2 million viewers during Fortnite skin reveal. This comes from PC gamer Jason Noop. He writes, Spanish streamer The Gref G has gone and shattered a Twitch record for concurrent viewers, reaching the lofty heights of more than 2 million viewers for his Fortnite skin reveal stream. That is unbelievable. Like, there was a chart that I saw after the fact of when this happened. And it was kind of showing off a lot of like what, what was the records that were being hit. And I saw so many 1 million records. But to hit 2 million. 2 million viewers at one time for the review of your Fortnite skin. That is crazy. So big, big congrats to GrevG on that. Like that's legit. Especially for being a Spanish streamer. That in my circle of things, I only understand what's going on in the American like streaming community of like who's big, what's going on, blah, 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 blah. When it comes to anything outside of America, 
I am not too like caught up on the streamers in Europe or streamers in in, in in Latin America or streamers in Japan or Asia or whatever. Like I don't know any of that. And to see that there's streamer that hit two million views, that is that is it's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. That's awesome. That's super super cool. So big props to the Grev G. Congratulations on that big big win. Especially congratulations on. The review of a Fortnite skin. That's dope. I think Ninja's the only one who has one so far. And he was the second. I could be wrong. Correct me in the comments down below. Story number nine. Pokemon is celebrating its 25th anniversary with Katy Perry. And this comes from The Verge's Megan Farouk-Manesh. I, I know I totally butchered that. It writes. Or Megan writes. The Pokemon franchise celebrates its 25th anniversary this year, and to mark the occasion, the Pokemon Company International is launching a series of musical events. Pop singer Katy Perry headlines PT P2 Fought. Why is it written like that? Okay, the way that the article reads is Pop singer Katy Perry headlines P25 Pokemon 25th anniversary. I'm guessing that's what it means, which will feature yet unnamed rising artists to award-winning global superstars. Don't know what that means, but what's interesting is this. This is the year, the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. I'm a big fan of Pokemon. I love Pokemon. Are we going to be seeing a new game announced pretty soon? And if so, are we going to be getting a remastered? We've got Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Then we got Sun and Moon. Yes. No. Sword and Shield. My bad. We got Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Then we got Sword and Shield. Now, after the DLC and everything, what is next? Are we going to get another Let's Go? That's almost like a remaster. There's been rumors that are circulating that we are getting, we're going to get a Diamond and Pearl. I know that's kind of like wishful thinking because so many people have been wanting that. But if you want to go in the order of when things are being remastered, Let's go Pikachu and Let's go Eevee as first gen. Might as well keep get going in that route, in my opinion. But... I could be wrong. I would love to see a second generation remaster on the Switch. Just because of the fact I'm a huge second generation fan. Like, that's my generation. Totodile, Chikorita, and especially Cyndaquil. Which is my favorite Pokemon of them all. Like, I would love to see Gen 2 brought onto the Nintendo Switch. Like, completely revised. Like, I don't want no remaster like Let's Go did. I want something that's in the realm of Sword and Shield. Like, we need to get these games completely remastered from the ground up to be more next-gen than ever. So, this is really cool news to see. What, besides the fact that Katy Perry, don't quite know how Katy Perry fits into all this, but that's neither here nor there. The fact that it's the Pokemon's 25th anniversary gets me extremely excited because we're going to start getting some more Pokemon news soon. They cannot just waste an anniversary and not have anything big planned for the year. So, let's wait and see. But, let's not wait too long because we got our first announcement. New Pokemon Snap announced. This comes straight from Nintendo. It writes, Get ready to visit the many beautiful aisles of the Lentil region in the new Pokemon Snap game for the Nintendo Switch family of systems. Filled with diverse ecosystems from dense jungles to vast deserts, the archipelago of the region is an untouched natural marvel, packed to the brim with Pokemon just waiting to be discovered. And then, 
This comes from Nick Chavez, Nintendo of America's Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing. He writes, New Pokemon Snap presents a fun twist on Pokemon Adventure with enchanting gameplay that lets players see some of their favorite Pokemon in a different light. This new game is a fun addition to the strong lineup of Pokemon titles available on Nintendo Switch, and we can't wait to see everyone's pictures when New Pokemon Snap launches on April 30th. Are you excited for Pokemon Snap? I'm pretty excited for this. It's weird when you see the trailer because you can tell that so much like fidelity is thrown into it that I, I you see a Pikachu and I'm like, man, that Pikachu looks really good. Why didn't that Pikachu look like that in Sword and Shield? Or you see uh, a Dodrio and you're like, that looks so much better. Like it just looks so much better. The game looks so much better. So I know it kind of makes sense because it's a bit more concise. I'm pretty sure you can fit so many things and hide so many things outside of the bounds of what you can see as the photographer so they could probably push a bit more fidelity in there but either or i'm pretty excited for this am i gonna get it maybe i i played pokemon snap a little bit when i was younger when it was on the 64 so i don't really have that much of a nostalgic connection to it but i might give this one a chance but we'll see let me know in the comments down below are you excited for this What's exciting is that this is the first announcement. This literally came out the day after the announcement of the Pokemon 25th anniversary with Katy Perry. So the ball's rolling. This is just the beginning. New and more Pokemon announcements soon to come. So I can't wait. And now we're on the last story, guys. Story number 11. This comes from Capcom's Twitter account at Capcom Europe. Capcom announces a Resident Evil Village Showcase. They write, don't miss the Resident Evil Showcase on January 21st at 10 p.m. GMT, 11 p.m. CET. Join Brittany Brombacher, Blonde Nerd, from What's Good Games, on a guided tour of Resident Evil Village, including a new trailer, first ever gameplay, and lots more Resident Evil news. So stay tuned for January 24th. First, we're finally going to get an in-depth look as to what this game actually is, how is its connection to resident evil 7 because i if i'm not mistaken there's a connection between the two of them it's going to be first person what's going on why is that lady so tall i'm just gonna leave it at that why is that lady extremely tall so that's it guys that's the rest that's the that's this week news i try to fit it in as quickly as possible for you all i hope you all enjoyed if you liked the video hit the thumbs up button and comment down below what do you all think of any of the stories i want to hear your i want to see your thoughts i want to read them i want to interact with you i want to talk with you so leave them down below subscribe if you haven't subscribed and if you want to stay up to date with all the news regarding anything ambitious casual go to twitter.com forward slash ambitious casual where you can find all your news and regards anything being released a new video new podcast speaking of podcasts xp podcast coming out on january 27th first episode go follow and subscribe on any podcast service that you use and hit the bell in the youtube channel so that way you're notified when an episode comes out and lastly guys we stream tuesday through fridays twitch.tv forward slash ambitious casual so check us out over there i'll be streaming and if you can't catch the streams don't worry go subscribe to ambitious casual replays where you can catch the vod's over there and that's it guys thanks for watching the video i hope you all enjoyed it i'll see you guys next week with some more video game news but until next time